you ever wished you could just grab coffee with a top leader in your direct sales company and pick her brain about all the things? Well, you're in luck. My name is Tiffany Spees. Welcome to Directly Different, the podcast where I have conversations with top direct sales leaders and ask them to share what they're doing differently to help them achieve success in their businesses. Direct sales doesn't have to feel spammy or gross. You can absolutely find success in your business by doing things a different way. I want you to feel empowered and inspired to be, well, different. Welcome to the show. Hello and welcome to another episode of Directly Different. Are you a chronic overthinker? So many times we complicate things in our lives just because we feel like it needs to be more complicated. One of those areas that we tend to stress about is social media strategy. Raise your hand if you've ever had these thoughts when it comes to social media. Did I post enough last week? Why didn't my reel go viral? Why do I only have one or two people engaging in my content? How did that person get all those followers? It can feel so overwhelming and so stressful, right? Today's guest, Lauren Chamberlain, is here to share some easy tips on how we can develop a simple and sustainable social media strategy for our businesses. She shares how she joined a network marketing company and quickly burned out using traditional methods, but she decided to try again using a simple yet effective approach to her business. Lauren now teaches other social sellers how to grow their businesses organically using sustainable practices. If you're feeling like the social media aspect of your business drags you down, Take heart and tune in to what Lauren shares today. Hello, Lauren. Thank you so much for being a guest on Directly Different. I'm so thrilled that we are doing this. Finally, I feel like I've stalked you for a long time, but we're we're finally doing this. So thank you for being on the show. No, yeah. Thank you for, you know, asking me to be here. I'm I can talk about this stuff day in and day out. And you and me always hit it off in our conversation. So I'm excited to be here with you today. Yes, we do. We have one major thing in common. We're both Michiganders. You are Michigander (laughs) at heart, but I officially live in Michigan, Michigan. (laughs) And so we do have that in common. And that's always so fun to chat about. In fact, before we jumped on a recording today, we were talking about one of our favorite places, Mackinac Island. So beautiful. So will you tell us a little bit about you and your family to start off? Yeah. So I am from the upper peninsula of Michigan. Um, I grew up there and my husband grew up there as well. Uh, we are currently in California because my husband is an officer in the Navy. So that's what we've been doing the last, oh goodness, I would say six years now, maybe yeah, six or seven years. And so we actually just got orders, um, and we will be in Jacksonville, Florida, uh, yeah, next year. So we are moving all over the place. I mean, every place that we've been going is beautiful. I've got two kids, Harvey and Avery. They love it. They love this life. And yeah, we're excited to see kind of where it goes from there. But Michigan will always be where our heart is. And we can't wait to get back to it as soon as we can. That's awesome. Florida will be nice. That'll be so I'm sure your family will love coming to visit you in the winter time. Yes. Yeah. Well, that's, what's nice too. Well, we were like, when Florida was on the list, we were like, oh, we have to get there. Cause it's straight down 75. It's very simple. California is a long ways away. It's a whole day of travel. I mean, it is, I'd never realized how far away it actually is. So we're excited to get back to the East coast. 
All right. So Lauren, tell us how you got started in the network marketing space. We're just going to jump right in. So I got started in network marketing when my son, Harvey, um, he's my youngest, he was just a baby. And I, my mom had been in network marketing, um, years prior and, you know, she's always like, Oh, you should do this. And you should, you know, join, like, she loved it. She was having fun. And I was like, you know, it just wasn't the company for me. I was like, mom, I don't even really like working out or doing any of that stuff. I'm like, it's just not my, not my thing. So, um, they, my, my parents were, you know, at their house. And I remember I was like holding Harvey and mom's like, oh, well there's this company. And it was like a, a wine subscription, like box kind of like club thing. And I was really looking for community. I wanted to, um, you know, get out there and do something new. I was kind of feeling a little bit like the routine was just constant, you know, craziness, having like two under two. And I wanted to get out and do some, you know, more things, but I wasn't that person. I'm kind of an, I'm very much an introvert. Um, so I didn't want to join, like, everyone's like, you need to join mops and you need to do this. And I'm like, ah, that's just really not like my style. Like I just, it wasn't something that I wanted to do. But then when I heard about this company, I was like, oh, I would like, you know, wine and doing, you know, events and, you know, tastings and things like that. And like, I love that stuff. So that's when I got into the network marketing space and, um, <laughs> I, it it was not what I thought it was. And I honestly tell people I learned so much and I'm where I'm at today because my experience, it was great. I met some really great people, but in terms of how they were building the business, not so great. I was like, I don't, this is not what I like to do. This is, I don't feel comfortable with any of the ways that people were going out and building their business. So that weighed on me a lot. And then I was on social media, like 24 seven posting at that time it was on Facebook. And back then, I mean, you had to be pumping out content after content, like post after post, like post multiple times per day, kind of a thing. And I ultimately burnt myself out. Um, it was like, I was nine months in and I deleted all social media apps, like off my phone. I was like, this is awful. If I have to build on social media and this is how it's going to be like, I was, I was completely brown. I was like, I'm never doing this again. And, um, so I, I call it my sabbatical. It was like my social media sabbatical because before that I was that person, I would like update my status. I was never creating content or out there marketing or even just being active and posting on the platform itself. So when I went from never doing that to post three or four times per day and, you know, get this done, get this done and send out all the messages, like, oh my God. I took my social media sabbatical and was like, if this is how you're supposed to do it, like, this is not something that I, I want to be a part of. Then during that time, my husband joined the Navy. So we were moving from Michigan to Maine and I was a dental assistant by trade. So that's what I did. That was my nine to five. Absolutely loved it. I love dentistry so much. Like if you ever have any like tooth questions or like dentist questions, like just have a conversation with me. Cause that's another thing that I could talk about like nonstop. But when we moved out to Maine, uh, we had a hard time getting the kids into childcare. They're on a wait list for like six months. There was one job that would have been a really great one for me to do, but there was no time off and we wanted to be able to go home. And then we were still on the wait list. And then by the time that the kids would have been able to get in there, it was like, okay, we're only going to be here for another, like, you know, two years, year and a half. So I started to look at network marketing again. And I was like, I wonder if I can do this differently. Cause I was still, um, 
I was still a customer of another um, company at that time, like absolutely loved their skincare. It transformed my skin and I started getting into more skincare. And I was like, well, I know that I'm just a customer. I said, I never do this again, but I want to try it, but I'm going to do it differently. I'm going to do it my way. So I started back in with that company, got back on at that point, it was Facebook and Instagram. I have um, shifted over to Instagram as my main platform because that's the platform that I love the most. But uh, I started doing it in a way that I felt compelled to do. I started to learn more about content marketing, um, traditional like foundational strategies, really got into Instagram marketing. And from there, I started getting a lot of messages from other network marketers saying, I just love how you're building like you're doing it differently. I don't like what I'm being taught. Like, can you help me? And it kind of just started from there. And then my industry restoration was kind of one of the like foundational, like pillars of what I really wanted to do. And I was saw that there were so many network marketers who were feeling the same way that I was feeling. And I decided to jump really full steam ahead in helping network marketers, you know, create more sustainable content strategy, ditch the cold messaging and all of the ick that goes with how they were feeling building in a very outbound marketing style versus the inbound marketing strategies. And then also um, personal brand building. The original company that I was with, they ended up going direct to consumer. So overnight, everyone who was involved in that company, they lost their, they lost everything that they had built. And I was, this was during my, my sabbatical. So I'm just watching this at this point, you know, and I'm like, okay, so what I had built is completely gone, but I was watching people who had just flourished and grown and all of a sudden overnight, like there it was. And I saw some people pivot to other companies and it was like, they didn't even skip a beat. And I'm like, what did they do differently? So I kind of like started researching put my little detective hat on and I'm like, what is so different about them? And what it all boiled down to is they were very strong in their personal brand. People were very connected to them. Um, and they pivoted to, you know, a different company and they were able to not only just rebuild, but build bigger than they had at the company that we were originally at. So I really took that to know. And, um, I always want to give people when I'm teaching them, like personal branding is so important. So you have that power to pivot, whether it is to a different company, whether it is to expand and monetize different areas for different, different income streams, like influencer marketing or, um, content creation in general, or even if they want to have their own line of something. I mean, there's just so many things that you can do when you have a personal brand and you're building your network marketing business. And the, I mean, I know so many network marketers who after they're, you know, they built their, their businesses that they start dabbling into other areas of entrepreneurship. So, I mean, it's, it's a great industry. It's a great space to be able to dip your toes into entrepreneurship. I mean, it really is when they say a business in a box, like you have all of these tools and a great community of support. So that's in a nutshell, <laughs> that's how I got into the industry. And I will, I will pause now because I, <laughs> I like to go on and on and on. 
Well, that is the show. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah, <exactly>. <laughs> <laughs> no, that was, that was great. I'm so glad that you, you gave all of that background because I learned some things about your story. And so it, it's crazy to me that, that those methods are still being taught the cold messaging. It's just so, it's so weird to me. I don't, I don't know because I mean, I guess it does sometimes work, but it's not because it's a good strategy. It's because you just keep pestering people and finally the wrong people are like, sure, I'll try it. (laughs) You know? Yeah. Yeah. You know, we've come to a point too, where, you know, the consumer they're, they're blind to that stuff and they know what's coming and it's just, it does not work. And especially in this day and age and how social media has even evolved so much, those strategies, that's just a one-way ticket to burnout. Yes, absolutely. And yeah. And then it makes you so skeptical of our industry, which we both Mm -hmm. love and think that it can really work for people. But if you approach it certain ways, it's so unappealing. And so we want to turn that around. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. Industry restoration. That's like one of my, my biggest things. I love that phrase. That's awesome. Okay. So knowing what you know now, Lauren, if you were to, let's say tomorrow, you were to join some company that, you know, you, you aligned with, you loved their products. If you were just to join a brand new company tomorrow as a first time network marketer, what are some areas of your business that you would focus on first knowing what you know now? So, you know, I would focus on the personal branding and the building the community on social media, I would focus on that first and having a really good understanding of what it is that you want to accomplish. You know, you know, people talk about it, you know, your why, but what is it that you want to bring to the table? How do you want to help others? You already have these products that you know are transformational because you've experienced it yourself. You obviously want to share it with others and you want to earn an income. Um, but what's even you know bigger than that? Like what is larger than just connecting people with these products that you love? And then really, um, I would say, you know, just really focusing on that aspect and having an idea. And it, it's good to have like big visions and like having the big vision in place, but breaking it down into, you know, steps and then leaning into your upline or a mentor who you see is building and they're creating an impact that you want to, you know, recreate in, in your own, um, in your own right. And, leaning into just being able to learn because it is a learning curve and having the understanding that it's going to take time, but just having that big vision. And I feel like I'm kind of talking all over the place. No, this is great. No, I totally agree with you. What you said about it taking time. I think a lot of times when we hear or when people who aren't in the industry yet, they hear that from somebody like, Oh, look at this, look at this business I built in two months and here I am, you know, I've earned this or earned that. And that's amazing and something to be commended. And, you know, we can take notes from, from those kinds of stories, but I think that we shouldn't underestimate somebody who takes a long time to build and to grow and to learn. And I'm not saying that somebody needs to freeze and do nothing. I know I suffer from analysis paralysis sometimes, and we all do, but I'm not saying do that, but to take your time and to learn and to grow and to make imperfect, messy decisions, but to make decisions and take action 
that's how you're going to make progress. Yes, absolutely. Imperfect action is the only way to move forward and never, and never comparing yourself. Cause like I said, the, I mean, when I was in that company and the people who had built these really strong personal brands, they, and they had been in the industry for a while. And when you have been in the industry, most people join with zero marketing knowledge zero sales knowledge and sales is a skill set. Marketing is a skill set. And all of these things take time. And it's just, it's something that if you come in with the, with the realistic expectation of, okay, I know that I'm not, you know, an expert in doing this right now, but you know, just, just wait and you'll see, like, I'm going to be, I'm, I'm going to learn how to do these things. And the longer that you're in it, the more conversations that you have, the more experience that you have from taking that imperfect action, whether you succeed and maybe one, an idea is really great and it works. And some ideas are really bad and you feel like you, you know, you're completely failed. I mean, there's so much to learn from that. And it's just part of the entire process. And the longer that you're doing it, I mean, the better that you'll get. I've been, oh my gosh, I've been in well marketing and sales and learning about all this for probably six years now. And I feel like by year, it was like year three or four where I started to finally get really comfortable and confident in how I approach marketing and sales and having conversations and being able to, you know, take that cold lead, someone who has never even seen you before. And they see your content having that conversation. And then the conversion, whether that is, you know, to purchase a product or, um, you know, enroll in, the collective or whatever, but it takes time. And the, the landscape, I mean, there's a lot of foundational strategies that you can use, but with social media and how it evolves, I mean, it's always changing. I mean, I'm even always learning. I'm, I'm always, I'm constantly learning new things or, you know, Oh, Instagram has this new feature. I have to learn this new feature. And then how can I use that to help me with my sales process or with my marketing? I mean, it's it, this constant evolution and just not being, you know, just not being scared to, to be in the process and to just know that you're constantly going to be learning as you go. Mm-hmm. More knowledge is always a good thing. Yes. And sometimes it can be, it's sometimes more knowledge can give you analysis paralysis. <laughs> so it's always, you know, a double-edged sword sometimes there's some, I mean, but yeah, that's a whole nother, that could be a whole nother conversation. <laughs> that is true. That is true. But yes, having a spirit of learning is what yeah. we all should have. And that's, what's going to make you a stronger leader, a stronger parent, a stronger you know spouse, a stronger friend. It's going to make you better all around. If you are constantly yeah. learning about yourself and about people around you and about how the world works. (laughs) It's going to be great. All right. So we're talking a lot about social media and I know that you in your story mentioned that Mm -hmm. you struggled with social media at first Lauren and so much so that you just gave it up. Goodbye, social media. I'm done. (laughs) And I've seen so many people do that and I don't blame them because it's a crazy place. So Mm -hmm. Lauren, what is your philosophy on why it's so important to have a social media strategy in place for our network marketing businesses? So, I mean, if I go back to my own experience before I understood anything with content marketing or actually how to leverage social media platforms, you know, to your advantage, I was posting multiple times per day, kind of, I didn't know what fit. I didn't have a target audience. I was 
making, I, you're, when you're posting, you know, four times a day or three to four times per day, um, or even once, I mean, once a day, and you don't have a strategy behind that, you don't know who you're talking to. You don't know, you know, would they actually benefit from this product or the opportunity? You're kind of just throwing things out into the wind and you're not connecting. What was great about network marketing is, I mean, it used to be, you know, person to person sales and you're having that human connection, but if you can't take that, and I mean, sales in itself is far more successful when you have a, that person to person, um, I would say a person to person experience, but if you can't take that and put it on social media, you're not only, you're not going to be having conversations that you want to have, and you're going to be creating all of this content that's not actually working for you. So how do we sit down and come up with a plan as to, you know, what platform are you going to be using? What's the current, you know, dynamic of that platform? Um, what type of content is for nurturing your audience? What kind of content is going to help build your brand awareness? Um, so you're not just out there throwing, you know, they always say throwing spaghetti at the wall. So you, the content that you actually put out there is making traction. You're actually achieving the goals that you have, whether that is to grow your Instagram community um, or increase your sales conversions on, you know, a product. So I, in terms of sustainability, and, and the fact that it's a, it's a long game. So if I am putting out all of this content, it's not working for me mentally, I mean, social media is hard in itself. And if you're not seeing the, the return on energy, you know, we have our ROI, which is our return on investment, but return on energy is really important too. So if you're not seeing that you're going to either burn your, burn yourself out. You're going to say, Oh, I'm not really good at this, or this isn't for me because it really is a long game, but you have to be very mindful of, you know, what you're putting out there and making sure that, you know, you're getting that back and having a content strategy in place is a really, um, it's an important place to start. Yeah. Return on energy. That was, that is awesome because we all have a post or a reel or something that we pour our heart and soul into, and then we put it out there and, and it, it flops. And I mean, that happens to everybody, but (laughs) overall, if you're getting return on energy back from that kind of thing, that validates what you're doing and helps you move forward. (laughs) Gives you encouragement. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. The, the external validation, you know, I mean, of course we all want to be internally motivated and what you're doing is, I mean, you can validate yourself, but you know, that external validation from, you know, the content that you're putting out there, really connecting with others I mean, that's like the biggest boost of serotonin, dopamine, all the things that, you know, you're like, people want to hear what I'm like, want to hear what I have to say. And they're connecting with it. And I'm making a difference. I mean, it's, it's incredible. I I'm always like pinching myself the fact that, you know, when my parents, you know, back in when they were young, when they were my age for them to go start a business, it was like, okay, I have to go, you know, find a, you know, a store and I have to have the store and I have to do this. Or, and now we can just get on social media and it's completely free and we can build these huge businesses from our phones, from wherever. I mean, it's a completely different opportunity and it's just mind blowing. Yes. I totally agree with you. I love that. It's, it's so true. And it's crazy to think what our kids 
what kind of opportunities they'll have yeah. in the future with whatever is, whatever is ahead, they're going to have some yeah. awesome opportunities too. And so it's really exciting. So Lauren, it is easy to feel a lot of pressure when it comes to creating content. I know that's a stressful phrase for a lot of people to yeah. hear content creation. So I know a lot of times, even for me, when I am, okay, I need to find my next idea or I need to post something or whatever. And then you end up just consuming content instead of creating content. We're all guilty, right? Or yep. we fall into a comparison trap when we're seeing others on social media. So how can social sellers develop a sustainable social strategy that's also effective? So the first thing is, is understanding, you know, who your target audience is, who will benefit the most from your product or your opportunity, and who do you naturally connect with? Having that in mind first, and then creating content that's going to relate, connect, and speak with them is where you start off there. And then from there, you have to, it's all great to have all of these plans in place. Um, and you can have all these like awesome plans in the world, but you have to take action on it and you have to do it. And it takes some time. So I always tell once you have that in place and you start creating, you know, you pick your content pillars, you start creating content. I say, give yourself three months to see how, you know, what's working for you, be checking your insights, what posts are performing the best, what stories when you're on, you know, connecting over stories, what stories are getting the most replies and people having conversations with you. Um, cause that's, what's going to help you refine your content and get even better, or you can pivot and say, okay, what I'm doing is not working. Um, I'm not seeing the results that I want. Where do I need to be? Am I more, you know, do I love talking about this more? Am I forcing myself to be like the expert in this area when I really don't, you know, enjoy what I'm doing? So you can either refine or pivot and give yourself time to do it. And then always, you know, in terms of like your frequency of like, how often can I post? Like, what is the reality? Can I post? five times a week, or can I only post three times a week? Obviously the more content you put out there, you know, the more eyes that are it's, it's going to get on your content, the faster that you're going to grow your account. Um, but you don't want to run yourself into the ground if that's not something that you can, that you can do. I mean, I'm all great about having like stretch goals and things, but at the same time, we have to be realistic because it is a long game. And you can burn yourself out before you even really start to get the momentum, you know, before the momentum starts to go for you. Because most of us, when we're, you know, starting network marketing, we're in nine to fives. You have, you know, you have families and lives and you're, you know, so taking this and not only are you, okay, now I have to post how many times on social media, but you're also learning and that takes a lot of time too. So just having a really good understanding of, okay, what is the frequency that I can put out there? And every season's different. I see some people who they're in seasons of like sprinting and they're posting, you know, five times per week because maybe they're a teacher and it's their summer now. So they're, they can post five times, six times per week, or, um, you know, then they get back into the school year and they're like, okay, now I can post three times per week. I mean, it's all, I would say it's on like a sliding scale, just depending on what season that you're in. And it's okay. Like you're not a failure if all of a sudden you're like, oh, now I can only post three times per week and I'm not posting seven times per week or six times per week. Like I was, this is great. This is all part of the process. Yes. And to be honest, people aren't going to notice. <laughs> 
Really? No, if you, I mean, they'll notice if you don't post something, they might, but they, they aren't going to notice if you miss a couple days here and there, or if you, you know, they're not going to. So I feel like we get in our heads like, oh no, my audience (laughs) needs me (laughs) and they do, but they need the best version of you. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. And, um, people, they really don't notice I've gone like weeks before, like I've gone like a week without doing anything and, you know, come back and I, and I don't make a huge announcement. Don't do anything like that. I just come back, continue to do what you're doing and everything is still the same. And that's really important too. Like, so when I did my social media sabbatical, yes, everything, all the momentum that I had was like gone by the time I started back up. I mean, that is something that we want to avoid is the six month, like sabbatical. (laughs) But taking like a week or even two weeks here and there is completely fine. Like you, all you're going to do is you're going to, you know, be taking care of yourself so you can continue to work towards whatever goals that you have within your social selling business and, um, online building a community. Yes, exactly. Now, when you feel like you don't have the content in you to put out into the world, (laughs) where do you draw your inspiration from? when you're stuck, feeling really stuck? So when I'm really stuck in a content rut, like feeling really like uninspired as to what I need to be putting out there, I always go back to the basics, um, go back to the basics of your target audience, you know, what they're struggling with the, the products who would benefit from it going into your insights and seeing, okay, what content has been performing well in the past year or so, how can I, you know, either do some like refresh that in some way. And then sometimes the best thing for a content rut is to just get off social media and go out and live your life. And, you know, don't even worry about it because most of the great ideas or that come to me is when I, you know, I'm outside and the sun is shining and I'm watering my plants or, you know, whatever, Because you're not going to find it when you're doom scrolling on your phone, looking for inspiration. It's just not going to be there. The best place, the best thing to do is go back to the basics and then just get off your phone. Yes. I love that. Very easy advice. It is. Yeah, (laughs) We can, we can do that. Right. (laughs) And it takes a lot of pressure off, which is awesome. It does. And putting your blinders on, I mean, it's the comparing yourself is so easy to do on social media. And sometimes you just really have to put those blinders on and say, okay, I'm going to either mute this account that is making me feel like a certain way. Like when I'm, you know, seeing their content, um, mute those accounts. I, for the longest time, I, I mean, I was very with who I followed. So I stopped like following all the celebrities that i had had or all these like funny, like meme accounts, because if I would get locked into those things, the algorithm would be showing me more of those things. So I just got, I stopped following all of those accounts. All I would follow is other network marketers. And so that way I'm also training the algorithm to give me more, you know, network marketers in my newsfeed. So I can, you know, connect with them. I can see what they're struggling with. I can, um, you know, so instead of being sidetracked <laughs> essentially, um, by all the, the fun stuff out there, it kind of just helps keep your head like in the game. Yes, definitely. Lauren in 2020, you started this really awesome community for network marketers. It's an incredible space 
for them to learn how to run their businesses organically and sustainably. So tell us a little bit about your, your program, the collective. Yeah. So the collective, it started out as like a 12 week program essentially. Um, and it was for network marketers to learn how to, how to understand content marketing, how to grow their businesses organically with inbound marketing through content and through social media, um, specifically, um, Instagram more so. And it was it, it was awesome. I loved doing it as a 12 week program, but I felt that it, because this is a long, long game that I was ready to kind of just open it up to where it was an evergreen program. So essentially it really is a community aspect in terms of, um, once network marketers enroll, they have an entire course. So that's self-guided so they can walk through all the course materials. Um, but then there's the community aspect where there's the connection thread. Um, every Tuesday we do coffee and questions. So if anyone has any questions and they need that one-on-one like mentorship, they can, you know, pop in and do that there. We have guest expert speakers who are inside network marketing or even outside of the network marketing space in the online business realm um, to come in and share their expertise. So it's kind of an, a constant learning group based on you know the foundational content marketing methods that we all love. And I'm really excited to, it's, it's evolved over time. And every time it's evolved, I just, I love it even more. Like I, I still can't believe that I started it. It was one of those things where I was like, oh, like, am I going to be doing this? And then I just started talking about it. And then I like signed up a client and I was like, I didn't even know. So this is so funny. The collective, I had no idea what I was even going to call this program. I just started talking about it and I had a discovery call and she's like, oh, okay, yeah, I'm ready to join. Like, what's it called? And I'm like, um, uh, uh, I'm like the authentic collective Academy. She's like, oh, okay. And then it, and it just, I was like, well, I guess that's what I'm calling. I just like pulled out like words and I'm like, oh my Lord, if you're going to start an online like program, it's best to like know the name before, (laughs) but you know what? It's good. It's stuck. It's a community. So the collective, it just, that's kind of where it evolves to. So, oh my goodness. I love that so much. That is so up my alley. I love that. Lauren, this has been so refreshing to talk to you because number one, you mentioned that you were an introvert. And I know that a lot of times people think that they can't run a business a network marketing business. If they're an introvert, (laughs) they have to be an extrovert, but you really don't. So I love that you have shown everybody how you can do that and still enjoy being an introvert. Cause I know I have my introverted side for sure. And that's why I think an online business is perfect for people like us Mm -hmm. because we get, you know, people here, people there, but then we get a break in between. So it's really nice. And also chatting about a sustainable social media strategy. I know that's so overwhelming for so many people. And so just to have you break it down was so great today. And I really enjoyed our conversation and I enjoyed just the approach that you have. And I also appreciate so much the action that you took years ago okay, I want to do this, but I want to do it my way. I want to do it differently. And because you did that, you are helping shape a whole quote unquote generation of network marketers. And that's so needed in our industry. And so I just appreciate that so much. So how can listeners get in touch with you to learn more about you and what you offer? 
So um, on Instagram, that's the only social media platform I'm pretty much on these days. And that is always Lauren Chamberlain. Um, then I also have my website, always Lauren Chamberlain, um, dot com. And you can just send me a direct message. If you have any questions about what we talked about here, um, just mention the podcast and I'll be able to explain or, you know, go into a little bit more detail. My, D- my DMs are always open. So I'm always looking to chat, especially when it comes to social selling, network marketing and social media and strategy. You are a wealth of knowledge and I appreciate that so much. Thank you so much for being on the show and for being such an awesome guest. Uh, thank you. Thank you so much for listening in to this week's episode. In my opinion, it's way more fun to share life with a friend. So if you loved what you heard today, feel free to take a screenshot and post it to your socials so your friends can listen into the show too. Don't forget to tag me at Directly Different Podcast and I'll be sure to give you a shout out. Speaking of social media, follow me on Instagram at Directly Different Podcast and send me a DM. I'd love to continue the conversation. I'll catch you guys in the next episode.